0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. He is Mike McDaniel. He is a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame Dame fan. Wow. Mike, first question. I have spent all day at an all-inclusive resort abusing the bar here in Jamaica. Uh, I'm assuming that your day has been just as good. How are you, sir? I spent
1: all day working in Oakland, so not even close to the same thing as what you've been doing. Live, but, though. Hey, we'll call this the international addiction here.
0: You see, you seem to have survived your first day in Oakland, though, yes?
1: Barely, yes, I'm alive. Haven't been shot yet, so that's good. Hopefully nobody's offended by that. Think people are offended by that?
0: Probably, yeah, it's 2017, all right, that's, well, it's about that time. Have, you, have yeah. you met Billy Bean or anything? I have not, not yet he would only give me 50 cents on a dollar though (laughs) god uh this is gonna be a mess mike yeah so i am in jamaica uh i will be here all week uh because of travel logistic issues uh we have now waited until monday evening to record the recap of the saturday evening games you are in oakland uh oakland california as it were in the bay area uh the less nice part of the bay area that's Uh, correct yes um and so we're going to do our best here. This is likely going to be a mess. Um, internet in foreign countries, and particularly Caribbean islands, is uh, iffy. We'll call it, and um, so we'll see how it goes. More importantly, we're both feeling things, and I, I important specifically, am really feeling things as regards to uh, Georgia Tech and their performance against Duke on Saturday. But we'll get they to that here in just a minute. Uh, good's a word for it. Yeah. Um, we'll get there in a second but Mike let's let's kick it off I think probably the most important game of the weekend as it relates to the ACC and um, really probably the most interesting entertaining game that we saw in the ACC all weekend all things told unranked Wake Forest 30 number 19 NC State 24 let's go Joey let's go dude kick it off right there with the Wake Forest game that that is ACC football at its finest. Uh, the Seaman Deeks come away with the win at home in Winston-Salem. They were favored by about like a point and a half. Um, I told you that I thought NC State would win. They all, And they got real, real close and then they fumbled into the end zone and Wake Forest recovered it. And that was that. Um, Mike, this was a super fun game to watch all things. Told, did you get a chance to see this game? I
1: did. I watched almost the entire game. Joey, Wake Forest, 1 win away from 8. I uh, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That Wake Forest. That start, Wake start, Forest, start, Joey. Start over. Start over. Say that again. Wake Forest,
0: 1 win away from 8 wins. Home game against Duke is, next week. Is 8-win Wake Forest a grammatically correct phrase in the English language? It is when you've been drinking. Cheers to that. Yes. Um, Also,
1: John Wolford is one of the best quarterbacks in the country.
0: Is that a grammatically correct sentence? (laughs) It's not a drill. It's not a
1: drill. We can't name... I don't think you can name 10 quarterbacks better right now than John Wolford. I don't think you can name 7 or 8 quarterbacks right now better than John Wolford, honestly.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, a bit of a weird year for quarterbacks, but here's here's in all honesty i mean we did a, a quarterback situation ranking probably about three months ago right before the season started yeah wake forest wake forest was like bottom half of the atlantic right like Whoops. not even yeah john walford has been unbelievable relative to what we expected of him coming into this year right and, oh, yeah. and he continued to show that against nc state here on saturday
1: uh, gone are the days of like what nine for twenty-two with thirty-seven yards and three picks. John Walford. Mm-hmm. And enter what do you do on Saturday? Nineteen of twenty-eight, two forty-seven, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, he was super good through the air, and he's been getting it done on the ground as well, Joey. Um, he only had thirty-one yards rushing on Saturday, but. The last few, you know three or four games, he's gone over 100 yards a couple times. So he's been fantastic. Um, getting it done with his arm, getting it done on the ground. He's completing 65% of his passes, which it, world's better than it was a year ago. He's almost 10% better in that regard, throwing the football. Yeah, uh, Wake Forest, one win away from eight wins. They're playing Duke next Saturday at home. I like their chances there. I don't care what Duke just did to the Yellow Jackets. Um, let's just pretend like that game didn't happen. We can just skip it entirely. Is that...
0: Wait, what game?
1: Yeah, okay, so see? You're on board. Perfect. <laughs> oh, done! Um, okay, so NC State probably should have won this game. They fumbled at the goal line. Uh, by the way, we need goal line cameras, so... What's going on, NCAA? We gotta fix that. Um, we're living in a world <laughs> with, like, the power of flight and... Uh, the iPhone 10 and other stuff and, and questionable get...
0: goal line angles at Winston-Salem yes
1: yes that too we can't get a camera at the goal line why not so <laughs> let's get on that wait for it well not wait for us let's get on that NCAA um, so NC State might have won this game but actually didn't because they fumbled at the goal line on a fumble that might not have been a fumble
0: so there we go Mike NC State outgained Wake by 168 yards in this game. Like 50% more yards than Wake Forest gained at all. NC State held the ball for over 41 minutes in this game. I don't know how they lost. Like the the Wolfpack dominated this game top to bottom outside of the fact that Wake Forest just capitalized on the opportunities they got. And the Wolfpack just totally squandered the opportunities that they got. Like this was a a bizarre game to watch. The Wolfpack were moving the ball way better than the Deeks were. Um, they just weren't converting when they got into the red zone, and it was Wake Forest that then you know gets a couple of short fields, scores some points, and next thing you know, it's thirty to twenty four, and they win the game. Like I I don't know how this happened. I and and I'm mostly offended by this and triggered and the whole thing because. This was the only pick of the week that I lost. I had Wake for, or I had NC State to win the game outright as an underdog and they would have if they just held the ball when they, they were about to cross the goal and about 3 minutes left in the game and they fumbled Mike explain what happened? How did they lose this game? I don't know. I I don't know either. Wow. Dave joined that that one's going to hurt. Look, first of all, as as you were referring to, huge for Wake Forest that they are about to be. You know they have they have a, a a game next week against Duke, and if they win that game, they are an eight and four team in a year in which I thought I was being pretty ballsy picking them to go six and six. Hey, right? they might win a
1: bowl game too, Joey. Nine and four, maybe whoa, 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 in the cards. Whoa,
0: whoa. Let's not get get ahead of ourselves here. No, but we're real close to nine win Wake Forest. Whoa. Speaking oh. of grammatically incorrect sentences, Joey, um, wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Wake Forest Belk Bowl,
1: could it happen? Oh. Oh, oh,
0: oh, give me some of that Wake Forest Belk Bowl action! Absolutely, they would I'm be awesome for, for
1: the Belk Bowl. Awesome for the Belk Bowl. Yes, who would, who would they play yeah, on? For, for, the for Wake Forest
0: to grace them with their pref- with their presence, would they play like uh, Mizzou? Uh, um, hmm. Nah, yeah, maybe like South Carolina or something. I don't know.
1: The fighting they could play Missouri. The fighting Barry Odoms. Okay, this is already off Gosh. the track.
0: Man, this is this is going to be something. Wake Forest thirty, NC State twenty-four. We're not sure how, but you know Packer, what? Packer pretenders, Joey. It's it's happening. Gosh, NC State. This is it. Not the most NC State thing ever to be like. You know, potential to establish yourself as like the third best team in the ACC, and then to lose to Wake Forest in a game oh, where yeah. you outgamed them by like 170 yards.
1: It's peak Dave Doran, is what mm-hmm. it is. It's peak Dave Doran.
0: Is that is that Dave Doran, or is that uh, what I saw on Twitter the the Twitter handle at NC State University shit? I think it might be that.
1: <laughs> might be that.
0: Might be that too. So, anyways. Deeks 30, Wolfpack 24. Let's move on, Mike. Uh, Duke 43, Georgia Tech 20. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this game. I'll let you talk. I'm going to go make myself another drink. How about that? Uh, Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. So, Georgia Tech.
1: I'll be back in like two and a half minutes. Yeah, so I'll I'll just ramble for a while. Um, First time all year, I saw Georgia Tech just absolutely quit. Um, The announcers on TV were referring to Duke as a competent football team. Uh, Five and six Duke, might I add. They were talking about... A Duke team that had just lost to Army the previous week as, you know, this team that had been kind of competitive in the Coastal this year, which I'll contend. Um, And they talked about Daniel Jones being a super good quarterback in the ACC this year because he went 18 of 26 for 177 to two touchdowns. But what those announcers failed to mention is that Daniel Jones has actually been secretly garbage in his sophomore year. He's only completing 55% of his passes. He did jump over the 2,000-yard mark on Saturday. Uh, in that victory over Georgia Tech. But, yeah, just a very weird game. Georgia Tech never had anything going. um, uh, Taquan Marshall, 3 of 13, 82 yards, touchdown and a pick. He had 140 yards rushing on the ground. J.J. Green had a touchdown on the ground. Koi touchdown through the air, receiving there. Um, Really weird performance. Georgia Tech defense just didn't even show up. Um, Duke just absolutely took them to the woodshed. I don't really know what else to say about it other than Georgia Tech just quit, Joey. They quit.
0: Did you make your drink that fast? Mike, the gin dispenser is broke. The rum <laughs> no! dispenser is broke. Ted Rube no. is still the defensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. I don't know what to tell you, man. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. It's awful.
1: How's Maggie doing over there?
0: Maggie is so mad. She's trying to read and... Keep telling me to quiet down. And I can't. I Joey. Can't it, Mike.
1: Joey, Duke went for 500 yards of offense. Mike. 500 I yards. I know. How's that I'm even not happen? not
0: it yet. It's not okay. Dude, a
1: Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been garbage this year. How does Daniel Jones and Duke go for 500 yards? And he, it wasn't even the passing game. It was a rushing game. I mean, what? What? man i don't know what to say i don't know what to say they had duke had three different rushers go for over 70 yards of rushing or more uh mike yeah not good to say i'm speechless britain britain brown 116 and a touchdown daniel jones 91 and a touchdown sean wilson 11 carries 73 yards six and 6.6 yards per rush what are you doing
0: I'm gonna go see if I can fix the gin dispenser. How about that? You do that. You need me ra- I can rant about another game if you need me to. This is Mike, an absolute I train
1: wreck. I love it.
0: I don't know. Like, this is I was at a rehearsal dinner, Mike. So I was here's the thing. I was a groomsman in a wedding Sunday afternoon. So Saturday, I'm in a rehearsal dinner, the whole thing, and, and I'm just watching my phone go off like a frickin' pinball machine in the second half as Duke is running up the score on Georgia Tech. And I am beside myself and making very nice small talk with, like, the father of the bride and the whole thing as I just know that Daniel Jones, who has been garbage for a month and a half, is just going off on Georgia Tech's defense I don't know how this happens Mike I don't know and that's actually a lie I know how this happens this is a Ted Roof defense Mike this is a Ted Roof defense and Ted Roof is the defensive coordinator Georgia Tech has been for now maybe about four years or as
1: Paul Johnson would say Ted Roof Ted Roof
0: yes Roof um no so here's the thing Mike and and I'm not going to talk about this game. This game was trash from a Georgia tech perspective. There is no justification. There is no explanation. It was awful. They laid an egg. Let me talk about what this game tells me on a large scale about the Georgia tech program here, Mike transit Um, property. No, 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 no. So what, what I want to talk about the fact that if Paul Johnson is going to have an absolute downfall that ends up getting him fired at Georgia tech It's not going to be the option. It's not going to be recruiting rankings. None of that. It's going to be his unreasonable uh, loyalty to some of his assistants. He has been so resistant to making any changes among his assistant coaches. That includes Ted Roof, including his garbage defenses we've seen the last few years. That includes Mike Seawalk, his Mm -hmm best buddy his wife's best buddy's wife you know the whole thing his offensive line has been awful they're in year 10 Mike and they can't put together a competent offensive line there's been one guy the whole time that Paul Johnson has been at Georgia Tech has been a constant in terms of the offensive line it's Mike Seawalk he won't fire him Paul Johnson would rather retire than fire Mike Seawalk and he might might be forced to retire soon might might be I don't know But here's the thing. This is an absolutely top-to-bottom embarrassing loss. Just look. Duke is not as bad of a team as they look. I mean, they came in at 4-6, and but most of their losses are within a score. I mean, they're not like an embarrassingly bad team. But to lose to them by three touchdowns after they just got beat by Army. They just scored 16 points against Army the week before. They scored more points against your defense than they had scored in three games before that combined.
1: Hey, that is property. Gosh. I'm a I'ma throw this at you. Georgia Tech beat mm. Virginia Tech. Army beat Duke.
0: Even mm. though
1: Virginia Tech beat Duke, Duke just beat Georgia Tech later in the season. So in my mind that means Army is better than Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. Confirmed. How about that?
0: How about that? Awful. I I've gotten no, I've got nothing. To that, that, that's it. I'm good. Move okay. On? Uh yeah,
1: for your health and safety, and for <laughs> the health and safety of your wife, let's move on.
0: Yeah, Maggie's real mad. Sorry, uh, Maggie. M- Duke 43, Georgia Tech 20. That is vomit-worthy. Uh, number three, Miami 44, Virginia 28. Virginia, America's Team of the Week. Tried to give the Canes a game. They Not really even tried.
1: They really did. Yeah, they did for a while.
0: I mean, they had a lead. They had a two-touchdown lead in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden Miami scores, and then Virginia throws a pick-six, and that was it. Um, Miami
1: almost covered the spread
0: after all almost. And yet they didn't, and that was – good on us to pick against them but um this is another one of those games mike where i and and this is like the trend that i'm starting to figure out about miami is that miami's good and the numbers on them look really good in terms of scores but i don't think that miami is so good because of their offense as much as they're good because they play exceptionally well off their defense they do like this is Miami got outgained by almost like 80 yards in this game, right? Like Virginia on some level kind of outplayed Miami throughout this game, but Miami just feasts on the fact that their defense can create turnovers like at will, right? Yeah. Like that and and that's why Miami is so good and has won all of these games this year.
1: You know what I'm curious about? I'm a little bit curious about whether or not I mean I think I know what the answer to this is going to be. Miami does this thing where they fall down to opponents and they just wait for their defense to create turnovers. And once they do, bombs away, right? They just carry that momentum. Which is what you're supposed to do, by the way. You're supposed to, you know, carry the off op- carry the momentum of the defense onto the offensive side of the ball and get things moving in the right direction. That's what Miami did in the second half. I mean, the last half of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter, it was all hurricanes. Um, that's what they did on Saturday. Their offense is uh, relatively underwhelming, right? I mean, the defense has been setting up a lot of easy scores. They did that against Notre Dame. We we spoke about the drive chart last week and how Miami had, you know, a bunch of short drives that, you know, they were able to convert to touchdowns because their defense set them up deep into posting territory. If the defense stops doing that, can Miami's offense carry them? Um, and that's been the real question. I, I think the answer is yes, but Miami has relied a lot about, you know, they've relied a lot upon – the explosive plays on offense and the explosive plays on defense and the turnovers. Maybe that's just what they are at this point. Um did the Falcons score? I think the Falcons scored here. I'm yeah, like two did. and a half minutes behind you. Is that Tevin Coleman? I think it is. No uh yeah it
0: was. Yeah you're right.
1: Yeah, good. Alright, that's good for the fantasy team.
0: God, this Side podcast note. is a mess.
1: Anyway, um <laughs> yeah, so Miami this is just kind of what Miami is at this point. Like they're cool I mean, with need falling good news, down to Mike. opponents. Miami is good. Is, is good. They're cool with falling down against, you know, mediocre opponents. And, you know, they know their defense will get a stop or get a turnover. And they know that their offense will have a short field and they'll convert it into points. And that's what they are at this point. So we can talk about, like we have multiple times, that the Hurricanes have, you know, they've been in a spot where, you know, they haven't played as well against a lesser caliber of opponent. But then the final score looks better than it should. You know that's just what Miami is at this point in the year. So until Miami loses, we can't really say much or anything about them. Unfortunately. I mean,
0: we could. I mean, but I we hate shouldn't. my.
1: I mean, I hate them.
0: But. Yes. Same. Gotta yeah, be objective,
1: no. man. Gotta be objective.
0: This this is the thing that annoys me, Mike. Is. Like when's the last time that you could look in, you know, going into Thanksgiving, find a top 10 undefeated team that has looked good twice out of what, 10 games so far? Like any undefeated team at this time of the year has just dominated the crap out of anybody, you know, for a month and a half. Miami hasn't done that. They beat the tar out of Notre Dame. They beat the tar out of Virginia Tech. Before that, it was Duke in, like, mid-September. And we know that Duke is trash, right, Georgia Tech? Um, like, look, that that Miami just can't absolutely put away teams from the start is, is what irritates me. Um, and that's what makes them hard to really believe in and really um, – uh, yeah, probably believing is probably the right word for it. But I, I, you know, at the end of the day, Mike, they're they're ten and zero. They got one game left against Pittsburgh. Nothing possibly goes wrong on a road trip to Pittsburgh, so they're probably fine. But um, the the game after that against Clemson in Charlotte, again, what could possibly go wrong? So Miami is is pretty much in the playoff now. Well, hey, so. their
1: their letdown games end up being wins, right? Like this was bona fide letdown. Like, we mm-hmm. knew this was going to happen. They had two primetime games in a row against top 10 opponents, top 15 opponents. I'm sorry, Virginia Tech wasn't in the top 10. Um, two top 15 matchups in a row in primetime at home, and then they had a noon game at home against Virginia. Hard to get up for that game. Um, so good that they won. And, look, Miami's letdown games are still resulting in wins, so their fans will take it. And, you know, I get to the ACC championship, play against Clemson right now. Clemson, I mean, they're fine. They don't look completely overwhelming. Miami seems like a team right now that can beat Clemson. Like you put them on the field right now, I think Miami beats them with the way the two teams are playing. But I don't know. We'll have to see.
0: Mike, are you uh, are you a fan of triggering Miami and/or Florida State fans?
1: I'm I'm a fan of triggering almost anybody. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you're here for I'm, it. Okay.
1: I'm, I've got yeah I've gotten pretty good at that on social media I've realized a lot of people get angry at what I say which I like it's fun and I don't yeah you know, whatever
0: anyway you know what Miami reminds me of kind of right now oh boy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh no oh no yeah you know um Mike the the first year of the playoff right was the um, the fall of 2014 into New Year's 2015 right. Um, The bracket, I remember it to this day, was number one, Alabama, number two, uh, Oregon, number three, Florida State, number four, Ohio State. And I remember that because I went to Vegas and I I put money on a, a money line parlay of Alabama and Oregon. And I got boned because Ohio State beat Alabama. That was the Zeke Elliott, you know, run through the heart of the South, you know, whatever. And they they beat Alabama, won the national title. But the other game, Mike, was Oregon versus Florida State, and that was where Florida State was undefeated. But oh no! People were very, very skeptical of Florida State because they had kind of skated their way through several, you know, very meaningful games.
1: They looked like Ohio State from a
0: couple years ago, coming off a national championship. You have all the they talent. Did
1: and go like this. And for those of you who can't see me because you're listening on a podcast, that's going off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Continue. Sorry to interrupt.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah, so that's what Miami reminds me of is 2014 into 15 in Florida State that uh kind of lucked their way into the playoff and then just got embarrassed by Oregon. Um Miami I don't know. They've they've got this weird thing where they put together some pretty gnarly performances under the lights and in primetime spots and all that. I just question if they can do that in I don't know call it the Sugar Bowl or whatever you know where they're at four o'clock on New Year's Day and they're kind of away from home and are are, you know I don't know their two best performances have been at home in front of a raucous crowd can they take it anywhere else I don't know we'll find out but that continues to be kind of my uh, my skepticism on Miami this year is. Can they do it away from home in games that really, really matter? Time will tell.
1: On to the next one, Joey.
0: Let's go. Mike, Virginia Tech 20, Pittsburgh 14. Oh, God. The hell? Why Mike? this one? Mike, Mike, my Mike. Mike. Why well, you got to do that to me? Look, hang on. No, no, no. I got a notification here. Pitt was down 14, you know, 20 to 14, right, with a minute to go first and goal on, like, the two-yard line. How the hell did the Hokies win this game? You've got to explain that to me right now. Goal line stand, baby. Never in doubt. What on?
1: Did Never y'all stop
0: Darren Hall?
1: Oh, did we? St- did we stop Darren Hall? <laughs> <laughs> did we stop Darren Hall? <laughs> Want me to read the stats to you?
0: Oh, bring it. Bring it. Let's go.
1: Darren Hall, Saturday afternoon. Darren Hall, really good running back for Pittsburgh. He's emerged nicely this year.
0: Darren ben Hall had... Quadriolison, yes. Uh...
1: Not, not on Saturday, he wasn't. <laughs> Darren Hall had 15 carries for four yards. What in the damn hell? Quadriolison. Two carries for six yards. He got him by two yards. And 13 less carries. <laughs> Mike. Oh, uh, man. So, uh, You're wait, making that Ken, up. Uh, Kenny Pickett alert for Pittsburgh, by the way. <laughs> It got so weird. Yeah, uh, Ben DiNucci, you know, left the game. Half of it was because he was kind of injured. Half of it is because he kind of sucks. Four of eight, 54 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Kenny Pickett came in, played pretty well, 15 of 23, 242. Didn't throw a touchdown, but had one interception. Um, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh sprung off a 74-yard pass to jester wea uh with almost no time left to get him down inside the two and from there the Hokies proceeded to stop Pittsburgh on four straight running plays to end the game so Hokies escape uh wasn't pretty it should never have gotten to that point um Big game, I want to mention real quick, big game for Cam Phillips um, on his senior day, which was obviously really good to see, because Cam Phillips hasn't really been 100% uh, for the back part of the season, but he looked great on Saturday in his finale, uh, his home finale at Virginia Tech. Eight catches, 117 and a touchdown. So he was really good. I continue to have concerns about Josh Jackson. I think he's regressed. The offensive line hasn't been very good either, but it's neither here nor there at this point. Jackson 17 of 37 two eighteen, touchdown and interception. He continues to have his first instinct be duck and run when he's under pressure, instead of keeping his eyes down the field and trying to make a play through the air. And when he does try to make a play through the air, he's missing wide open guys. So
0: ask me how I'm feeling about the quarterback play. I'm not going to do that. However, like I do, have, <laughs> I do have a question for you. Um, so, and, and I want you to hear me out on this. Um, Next week, Mike, Virginia Tech. Don't want to talk about on the road in Charlottesville at the Hornets' nest, known as Scott Stadium, taking on none other than the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, Talk to me about how worried you are in this game. Uh, I am the most worried I've been since 2011.
1: Uh, Same scenario: Virginia had a bowl team, Virginia Tech was having an up-and-down year. Um, actually, 2011, they were pretty good. They only lost twice to Clemson, and then they lost in the Sugar Bowl to Michigan. That was a bummer. Um, mm. They went to that game against Virginia on the road at Scott Stadium on you know, the last regular season game of the year. On a Saturday, um, it didn't go great for Virginia. Curveball. Mm. Um, Virginia Tech blew them out. I thought that was a game where Virginia was going to – you know, finally break the streak. This is the most worried I've been since then. I think Virginia is better now than they were then. Um, Virginia tech's not playing great football right now. I mean, they escaped on Saturday against Pittsburgh. Let's call it what it is. I mean, they escaped. Uh, this Mm -hmm. isn't a good football team right now by Mm -hmm. any stretch. Uh, defense makes plays when they have to, but man, they're letting up big plays on defense. It's the bend, but don't break thing again. And the offense hasn't been that good really all year. Um, yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried. And how could he not be? Look how good Virginia looked against Miami.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Here, here's the thing, Mike. Since the last time that Virginia beat Virginia Tech, there were kids born that are, what, like driving, right? Like legally?
1: <laughs> by themselves? Yeah, Virginia hasn't beaten Virginia Tech in 13 years. So, not quite driving, but close.
0: 13? Is
1: that it? Yeah, only 13.
0: Oh, wow. I thought it was like going on two decades um yeah virginia tech as much as they went into the miami game a couple weeks ago like this is like game of the year you know might win the division kind of thing whoo boy they they lost to miami they lost to Georgia tech and they damn near lost to pittsburgh this weekend uh not looking great for the hookies um i i that was the thing that you pointed out. So I thought that Pittsburgh scored. I, so I again, I was at a rehearsal dinner, taking pictures and doing the whole thing. I was a groomsman. but uh, I saw a notification that you know Pitt had scored or whatever, and then they I guess they got called back to like the one yard line, and then Virginia Tech had a uh, like a one like a goal line stand, you know whatever. Yeah,
1: Reggie Floyd. Cha- well, a big play by Reggie Floyd was chasing down Weah. Yeah. And tackling him at the two and then coming up with a game winning stop a few plays later. So he was huge in that final stretch.
0: Yeah. So they came by
1: Greg Strowman, too.
0: Hey, I mean they earned it, I guess. Um so Virginia Tech has gotta Ooh. tighten this up a little bit here going into the next weekend. Um Virginia has proven themselves not that great, but a team that is certainly able to beat you if you're not on your A game in a given Pesky.
1: week they're pesky I'm joey
0: very pesky so um careful if you're the Hokies here uh Mike are you good to move on
1: I am yeah I don't want to talk about this game anymore so it's gonna bring my nightmares
0: Louisville 56 Syracuse 10 as uh this game fails to go over the total of I think 73 and a half that I picked because Syracuse wouldn't freaking help apparently uh Louisville scores 56 points in this game and still the game doesn't go over seventy-three and a half because syracuse is just absolutely shut down by this monstrosity of a uh you know 85 bears louisville defense allegedly 85 bears louisville defense yeah let's go there uh no actually eric dungy did not play in this game he did uh, not everyone's favorite recess disney recess character zach mahoney started this game Five of 15 for 49 yards and two interceptions. He uh, traded off for none other than Mr. Rex Culpepper, who was eight of 19 for 89 yards and two interceptions. So the orange well-versed in turning the ball over in this game. Um, Actually ran the ball decently, 45 carries for 197 and a touchdown, but Louisville is just way too much. Uh, your your reigning Heisman winner here Lamar Jackson with a very very pedestrian 270 yards through the air with two touchdowns and 111 on the ground and two more touchdowns. Um he continues to get no attention and uh I I guess I get it and that his team is 7 and 4 and has had some a couple of pretty bad losses here along the way but man, he was unstoppable in this game and syracuse's offense just had nothing without eric dungy there which makes me kind of question how things are going in the dino babers era is that fair
1: yes well
0: no they didn't have eric dungy again you know well but if like if if your quarterback being out is the difference between you scoring 40 some points and 10 points like that's that's concerning is that fair? Like, your backup should be able to produce more than a quarter of what your starter produces.
1: I mean, the thing that's concerning is that they made Louisville's defense look really good. And Louisville's defense is not good. Yeah, I mean, that is concerning. That's the concern. I don't know. I mean, this game is closer than 56-6 to or whatever the hell the score was. Um, 56-10, sorry this game is closer than 56 to 10 if eric Dungey's playing quarterback agree
0: Ye- oh absolutely yeah yeah i i feel robbed of my pick of to- pick of the week because eric dungy wasn't playing yeah no nah, it's
1: i feel robbed in the over i took the over with my money and not having eric dungy really killed that um they were close though i think the over under i had was 68 and 56 Even 10 still. i was super close I was super close. Um, Let's talk about something for a second. Lamar Jackson is not an O'Brien or Maxwell Award finalist. And that goes to... What? So he's not, yeah. Um, So that goes to the best quarterback in the nation and the best player in the nation. He wasn't named a finalist in either one of those awards, despite stats that are pretty much exactly the same as they were a year ago. Why? Maybe better. May, uh, yeah, maybe there there could be an argument there to be made. Yeah, why? Because of the team uh, success.
0: I mean, I mean, I don't buy it. Are, are are you looking for me to come up with a coherent answer here? Because I ain't got one. Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the country, Joey. Uh, <laughs> that that seems like something you would put on Twitter, and then afterwards you'd say my column. Um, I'm I'm actually looking forward to reading that column because. Uh, yes, people are going to sit here and grovel over, I don't know, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and blah, 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 whatever. I'm going to tweet this right now. We sat here and, and talked before the 2016 season about how Lamar Jackson physically compares with Michael Vick. I think Lamar Jackson coming out of college might be better than Michael Vick coming out of college. Don't at me, by the way, but uh, look – Lamar Jackson is a an absolutely special talent running the ball his arm strength throwing the ball like the whole thing he is unbelievable um and, and the fact that his team is seven and four is a an absolute tribute to the fact of what he's been able to do also uh quote from at Mike McDaniel ACC not a hot take Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the country Please at him. Please at him. Um, right now. Right meow. Uh, or, whenever, well, or whenever you listen to this.
1: And then tell me <laughs> tell me why he's not, and I'll just show you the stats, and then we can argue those.
0: Yeah, please tell me who is the best quarterback in the yeah. country, if not Lamar what's, Jackson.
1: What's your argument? Baker Mayfield? He plays in the Big 12. What's now, the next if, argument?
0: In fairness, if you ask your boy David Hale, he can come up with an argument for why John Walford is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Right now. Let's, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. How about that? Let's get Hale on here. We need to. He's the dude.
1: I mean, he's, he responds to everything so we can get come him on, on here. Him. It wouldn't be that difficult. Let's
0: make sure we do that. Absolutely. That's all I got here, Mike. Next Global game. 56 Syracuse 10. Yeah. Let's move on. Boston college 39 Yukon 16 is the D train is going through UConn this week. Uh, none other than Mr. AJ Dillon goes for 200 yards on the ground against the Huskies. Uh, you can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it. Apparently um, this is just a whole thing. I I mean, 39 points. So 24 carries 200 yards and two touchdowns for AJ Dillon, who is just an unstoppable force of nature at this point. As it so seems um, that's, Pretty much the story of this game, Mike. That's all I got.
1: Also, the ghost of John Hilleman had 10 carries for 107 yards and two scores. Wait, who? Yeah, that guy. Remember the guy we thought was going to be the best running back on Boston College's team?
0: Jan Hilleman? Jan? Is that a soft J or? Soft J. Soft
1: J. <laughs> Jan Hilleman. Should go play Jan for the Hilleman. <laughs> go play for the hoops team with that soft J.
0: Comes up with a 100 yards and two touchdowns somehow. Oh, uh, uh, BC's defense picked
1: six as well. So, whoo, whoo, Spicy. This thing was over over in a hurry.
0: Yes. Now, there was some concern because it got, it got to about halftime, and I had taken Boston College by 21 and a half and, and felt pretty good about it. And then I got kind of concerned there for a bit because this was kind of a, a bit of a game in the first half. Uh, and then eventually just became a runaway for the Eagles. Um, and they covered 21.5 by, like, a point or two. So, good enough. That counts. But yep. um, still, freaking you know solid day for A.J. Dillon and John Hilleman.
1: You know who else covered? Uh, Who's that? Florida State.
0: No, no, no. No, they didn't. Florida State, 77.
1: Delaware State, 6. I'm sorry. I didn't. Oh, that was rude. Are you done with the Boss College What game? was the
0: line in this game? Yeah. Um, a, yes. B, what was the line in this game?
1: Uh, the line was Florida State. The one that I saw was Florida State minus 59 and a half.
0: Really? That's it? That was it. 59 and the so hook. F- Florida State covers for the first time this year against none other than the juggernaut known as Delaware State, who's like a bottom 10 program in the FCS. So It only took them to week 12 props uh we're talking about the knolls mike it only took him to week 12 Hmm. cool uh Um, yeah all i got congratulations okay
1: uh (laughs) on to the next one number two clemson played a glorified yes number two clemson (laughs) played a glorified scrimmage against the citadel on saturday clemson 61 the citadel three cool any any thoughts on that one um, Kelly Bryant got pulled, I think, before halftime. Is that a thing? Because he was hurt, or because he actually? No, I'm just kidding. Bad joke. Uh, no. Sorry, he
0: wasn't hurt. No, he wasn't hurt. <laughs> the Citadel was hurt. He was just. He seemed a little bored. I think is what it was.
1: Yeah, same. I was also bored. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Kelly Bryant can get in line, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Oh man, that was funny.
0: Um, jeez okay uh,
1: the, citadel, the citadel tried do they get the you
0: tried award no we got something way better way better do. but before we get to that Allegedly. north carolina
1: six north carolina 65 western carolina 10 um congratulations to the tar heels on their third win of the season
0: uh hey most important thing that happened in this game is that this is actually a comeback win for north carolina throwing that out there <laughs> stop stop <laughs> Western Carolina was up 7 nothing in this game at one point, Mike. And now they're dead. Now they're gone, yes. Yes. Um, RIP Western oh, Carolina. Um, you trade.
1: I'd love to just gloss over this, but I think North Carolina has found their quarterback. I mean. I mean, I mean it's I mean, easy to say. It's easy to say against Western Carolina, I guess, huh? Yeah, gosh. you're right. Point taken. Uh, Nathan Elliott, 18 of 28, 244 touchdowns. Chaz Surratt was like, hey, what about me? He went two of two for 58 yards and a touchdown. Um, hmm, yes. Michael Carter, 16, 16 carries, 103 in a score. Um, stop it. They're already dead. I mean, it was Western Carolina. It was. I don't know if North Carolina's found a quarterback, but I think Elliott's given them more momentum the last couple weeks than they've had in quite some time. That's two weeks in a row now they look pretty good.
0: The Tar Heels improved to three and eight. This is even worse than I thought it would be for North Carolina. Not great. Yeah. This is – I mean, so to be fair, for North Carolina this season, it is kind of a combination of, like, uh, somewhere between graduating seniors trying to replace them all and – And the bubonic plague. <laughs> also, yes. Yeah, bubonic plague or, you know, whatever nonsense – Mumps. Voodoo. Yeah, that uh, – larry fedora has earned for his team i don't know what it is but uh not ideal not yes. ideal
1: they have a bad case of tetanus
0: ooh let me think i can come up with something that's uh, like a good tar heel something reference in terms of sickness i'll, I'll get yeah. there give me a second
1: yeah but don't look don't look it up that would be cheating
0: yeah it might be the preview before we get there we'll see right that's all i got that was my um,
1: subtle North Carolina cheating thing. <laughs>
0: there. Not so yeah. subtle. I mean, you only have to be so subtle. It's, it's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, you're right. They took paper classes.
1: Okay, let's move on.
0: Go ACC moment of the week, Mike. Um, the, the NC State Wolfpack had their game one against Wake Forest. They had completed a pass over the middle. Uh, receiver split in two defenders gets in the end zone except – he dropped the ball mike he did he fumbled i mean that that's it that, th- there's no more to it like you, you had the game won they were they were an extra point away from taking a lead with like three and a half minutes left and yet uh i think a freshman ended up uh, fumbling the ball before he crossed the goal line wake forest recovers in the end zone touchback Deeks win the game. Freshman's crying on the sidelines, and that's all she wrote, Mike. Not I was ready. crying. I was
1: crying tears of joy because I'd wait for us straight up. So,
0: yeah. Well, that makes one of us.
1: So if you're, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Don't fumble again.
0: Don't mm-hmm. do that next time. Yeah, ball security is job security, Mike. Yeah, just ask Justin Fuente. That's like. The um so uh
1: yeah ball ball security shoddy quarterback play and bad defense name of the game in the second half for the Hokies. uh brian van quarter you try to you're a big
0: fan of atlanta falcons football too yeah uh
1: so much so that i'm oh no are they gonna blow this they might blow this uh there's 50 seconds left in the game and we'll leave it up to you to tell us what happens joey
0: mike do you see do you see who's on the field right now they the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yes, you um, tried award goes to the Falcons defense. Also, um, well, I'll leave that. I'll leave that one for you,
0: <laughs> Joey. Who gets the
1: who gets the you tried award?
0: Mike, u you tried to go, you to award, Lord, goes to this friggin' resort that can't get the liquor dispensers in my room working because I'm trying to forget the fact that Georgia Tech lost to Duke by 23 points, and I can't because i can't get the liquor out of the bottles on the wall and look i want my money back mike i want my money back this is not what i paid for i asked for more uh psychological services and the bottles are not accessible and See, most, i'm not most happy people, about it
1: most people stay in hotels they ask for extra pillows or extra blankets you ask for extra liquor which the liquor that i already
0: paid for yes correct yes
1: The ones that you can't get out of the bottles on the
0: wall. Gosh. This season sucks, Mike. I'm done. I'm out. Oh, uh, Joey, Georgia Tech's not going to make a bowl game. Hey, hey, hey. I can't get the liquor out of the bottles on the wall, Mike. We can't talk about this yet. Just saying. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just you just don't have to say it. If Sorry. I can't get the liquor out of the bottles in the wall. Uh, it's okay.
1: Virginia Tech's beaten, like, one good team all year. And the team they beat that was good was actually just okay.
0: I mean, there relatively. You go. Yes. Do you feel better now? Do you feel better now?
1: No. I feel okay. awful. Right. Falcons are well, about to lose this game. It's fine. Well, let's, let's yeah, get out my, of here before they do. <laughs> Miami's in the top four, too. So, just add that in. Insult to injury.
0: Okay. This season sucks, Mike. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's all we got. And we're going to get out of here and we're going to go, uh, preview the week 13 rivalry week games, whenever they come about. However, until then you can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel, ACC. And together we're at BC podcast, ACC. I'm sure you've got a lot of things to at us on after this episode, because it has been a hot mess. Um, you could also find us on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, on the Overcast app, on certain apps and not on others. I, y- y'all haven't confirmed which we can or cannot. So until then, let us know. Uh, you could also send us an email to the longest email address, no conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it, sir. Boom. Um, no amount of cheap Caribbean liquor can make me forget the uh, longest email address, no to man. Uh, Mike, where else can they find us on the social media as well? Blair Walsh kicks this field goal to, you know, tie the game. Keep going.
1: Uh, Facebook.com slash Basketball Conference. Rate, review, find all of our podcasts there. And, Joey, I'll just continue talking. That way, um, you know, we can find out your reaction after he kicks this field goal. Um,
0: yeah, I appreciate that.
1: First of all, everybody pray for me because I need to edit this podcast. <laughs> That's not good news for anybody. Oh, they haven't kicked it yet on my end. The did he make worst. it? Did he make it? The worst, Mike. From fifty-two, damn. Football no, he sucks. It. Football, he missed is it. Awful,
0: bro. He no, missed it. It's bad. Oh, he did. Hey, cool. Yeah, hey, it
1: was short. That was short.
0: Falcons gonna win. Neat. That was short. I okay, thought he, I, I thought he got it. Wow, wow. Not a flag. Yeah, to hell with Georgia. Blair Wall sucks. Until next time. <laughs> Okay, we can end this podcast on a happy note. Blair Walsh sucks to hell with Georgia. Uh, we're good. Uh, week twelve was something. Uh, week thirteen, hopefully, will be better, and hopefully, we will be better. Mike, you'll be rivalry in week studio. Yeah, rivalry week. Uh, I will be still in Jamaica, and we'll find out how that goes. Uh, until then, Mike, it's been fun. We will uh, come back and talk about this rivalry week stuff later. How about how about that? Yes, I will
1: be back in Virginia.
0: I I just want to let. I apologize for this whole episode. This has been a disaster. Uh, Mike's been fun. We'll talk later. Until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Until then, to hell with Georgia. Blair Wall sucks, and we'll talk to you later. Go ACC. Go